Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 21, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with special guest, Christine Spencer, who is the leader of the Mock 2 and Alzheimer's in Maui, and our friend and supporter. And Christine, how did you get started in all of this? I, well, I'm the regional coordinator for the Alzheimer's Aloha chapter here for Maui County. And I started about two years ago in this position and doing the walk every year is something that the association has been doing for long before I joined. Alan has even been doing the walk before, um, before I was in this role as well. So, so I started um, about two years ago with the association and it's been, it's been really fun to do this walk every year. In addition to all the different programs and services we have for caregivers and people living with uh, Alzheimer's disease. And we're curious, what initially piqued your interest into stepping into this role or with Alzheimer's? Yeah, that's a good question. Before this job, I was working for the Research Corporation um, of the University of Hawaii, and I was actually on a federal grant where we were working with um, grandparents who are raising their grandchildren. So when I started that job, I was in that position for four years, and it really gave me the opportunity to work with, you know, seniors in our community here and, and just really learn so much from, from them. And, and that's when I really decided this is the demographic of people that I really want to work with in my job. And so, um, so the transition to moving into the Alzheimer's Association from that was, was just kind of a natural transition. And, and I get to still work with some amazing seniors in our community. So it worked out. I was lucky. <laughs> Hey, there you go. And, you know, it, it's so crazy because speaking about when we initially started, it started because my friend's grandfather had Alzheimer's. This was uh, 2010 and 11. And I actually did my first walk in 2010 with him. Wow. And, and it was just the effect that it was having on my friend and his family it was the first time I've experienced it at that time. And I was like, oh man, like the, the emotional stress that it's having on the family. Mm -hmm. It was something just to experience because I wasn't there all the time. And it just made me really think like, wow, we really want to support this. And, and right after that, a couple of years after that, my grandfather had dementia. And so he had a hard time remembering and it was, it, it's really tough when we try to have them remember and we're trying to help them remember and they don't, they don't remember us. And, you know, it's nothing, it's nothing personal. And it's just, uh, what a gift, Christine, that what you guys are doing. And, and was there someone special to you in your life that was affected by Alzheimer's or dementia? As of now, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to say not yet, but, you know, mm -hmm. we still have some young people in my family, but um, really for me, it, it is just, you know, the inspiration from the families you're talking about and what they go mm -hmm. through every day, the emotional journey. It's also a very physical journey um, as well when you're, when you're taking care of somebody. So it's, it's just exhausting. And I think, um, you know, they say that anybody could be a caregiver at any point in their life or need a caregiver. And so um, for, for me, we'll see when that journey comes, but mm -hmm. um, really it's 
every year the walk grows in, in numbers and it's really because, yeah, it's a great event. It's a really fun event, but it's also because so many more people are being impacted every mm. year. And that's why, mm. you know, it's becoming a bigger event, which is kind of the sad side of it. Um, mm -hmm. But it's also still a great way to get everybody together and, and share, you know, their experiences and show support for the cause. So yeah, great question. Wow. And kind of going into that, what's happening this year with this whole pandemic going on? And uh, what do you guys, uh, what's going on for the Alzheimer's walk this year? Yeah, so it's definitely looking a little different this year. We usually meet um, at the park um, in Boys and Girls Club, and we have all the tents set up, and we walk about two miles in the park. But this year, since uh, we just really want everybody to stay safe and we can't gather all together, um, the three elements for the walk this year will be really just getting with your friends and family and walking in your neighborhood. Anybody who registers will get a free flag that they can hold that day. And so I'm um, mm. really asking people to make that commitment to walk on October 17th, two miles, just like you would have done if we were all together at the park um, and really show, um, show your support that way. So um, with your friends and families, planning your walk route and getting together to walk that day is a big part of it. We'll also do an online celebration. Folks can tune in at 9 a.m. And um, we have a couple of different ways that people can view the ceremony um, that will be streaming that day and hopefully throughout the weekend. And then the third way is to drive by our promise garden, which most of you folks remember all those flowers that we have every year. So this year we'll be setting it up um, for people to drive by and view. So they'll still get to, to you know, have that element of, of the flower garden there and the promise garden. So, nice. so those are three ways that people can join this year. Okay, so wait, so for the flower garden, for those that don't know who's listening to this, where, where is the flower garden at? So we're setting up the flower garden. Um, it's going to be in front of Emmanuel Lutheran Church, mm -hmm. which is on Kahahumanu, um, and it's kind of in between Papa and Papa Avenue and the Queen K Mall. So they have this patch of grass that will be putting all of the different flowers up. And there's four different flowers that we have every year. Each color resembles something um, special and unique to the disease. So the orange flower, that's the flower I hold. And that's for people who really believe in the vision of the association um, of a world without Alzheimer's disease someday. So really hoping for the cure. That's the orange flower. The yellow flower is for caregivers. So anybody who's taking care of someone or a loved one with a disease. And then we have the blue flower. That's for anybody who has dementia or Alzheimer's disease. That's their, their color they get to hold. And then the purple flower is for anybody who lost somebody to the disease. Um, and so a lot of people carry that flower. And then our very special flower is the white flower. And that's uh, every that's the flower we have Alan held for us and we'll put the white flower up that day and we'll be thinking of her. Um, and that's our flower for the future. It's our hope that one day there will be a cure and that, and that uh, our walks will be full of white flowers instead of all these other colors someday. So. So that's the, really the meaning behind the, the promised garden and the color of the flowers that we'll be putting out that day. Got it. White flower. I like it. White flower. Alan. Yes, Alan, yes. Oh, I'm yeah. so honored, but I also feel very unworthy to uh, hold that flower. But I, I do feel really honored. Um, this is like the third year, I think, because we're fighting, right, for the first survivor, our white flower here. 
but yeah, I I really appreciate what everything that you folks do, Christine, and putting it together. It really means a lot to me, and it means it all means a lot to our community too. To to still have something for us to be a part of, despite um, needing to so, social distance and um, amongst this like pandemic that we're all kind of going through right now. So thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Alan. Um, you know, I just have to brag a little bit about you because not only do you represent the white flower for us and you've done so for so many years for hope in the future, um, but you also lead the way with your team and you really help fundraise and that means so much to us as well. And so you've really just been uh, so, so supportive to our association and, and we couldn't do it without you, Alan. That we just, <laughs> every year we come back and say, can you hold the white flower? Um, because uh, so much of the work we do, it affects, you know, families and, and it's important, you know, to show that this journey is, is really, really common for so many people. And we really just, you know, want to find a way for people in the community to find each other and make those connections. and. Um, and really kind of get through it together. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really thankful to have um, people around me that kind of support the same vision that we do, you know, like Justin, the Yanagita family, um, our family at our Lihikai Elementary School that, you know, and the, our principal and administration that kind of allows us to, to sort of come together and support this cause and bring awareness to Alzheimer's and dementia. and how it all kind of connects us in a sense, um, because you know Maui is so small, you know, that mm -hmm. we're, we're bound to know somebody that is a caregiver or does have dementia or Alzheimer's. So I'm really thankful to have a, uh, a support group that will help lead the way with us. Oh, thanks, Alan. And we're so thankful, too, for you guys and, and Yanagita Fitness. I In my spiel about the walk day, um, you got to tune in to the online ceremony because we'll be getting a wonderful warm-up um, that day as well, like we did last year. We'll get yes. pumped for our two-mile walks uh, mm -hmm. on October 17th. So we really appreciate that, too. Thank you. And where can people tune into that online uh, that online stream. Is there a certain site? There, once they register, they'll get the platform. We call it the main stage where they can log in. Got we'll it. also send a Zoom, probably a Zoom link so people can watch it live, mm -hmm. um, what we've prepared for them. And then we'll have it hopefully on um, a Kaku radio or television that day as well, putting that together. And then on our Facebook page, we're gonna try to stream it and also just play it. Um, as much as we can. So hopefully plenty of ways that people can connect because um, there, this this universe of technology, we just never know what to expect. So Yeah, what to expect oh, so nowadays. Is, <laughs> every day yeah. is like, oh, I feel ya. you. I feel you. Yeah, but maybe you guys will put um, the warm up up on your page as well. If mm -hmm. people, you know, want to do the warm up, um, when they're getting ready to walk, maybe it's not right at 9am. So yeah, so hopefully everybody will warm up before they walk that morning. Yeah, we, yeah. we have a team that's helping us um, plan a route uh, near, or starting at Yanagita Fitness. And uh, so Coach Carol and Coach Shannon, thanks for helping plan this because they're also affected by Alzheimer's too. Their families have been affected by Alzheimer's. So I'm really thankful for them. 
It's amazing. Me too. Here? Yeah. I can't wait to see all the photos of you guys walking. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. And and what are some of the details now about the the gym walk to two miles? Um, so we're gonna meet here at Yanagita Fitness at 7 a.m. We'll do um, just kind of gather everyone together. We'll do a warm up, of course, and then around 7:10, 7:15 or so, we still got a social distance, so we're still gonna be wearing masks. We have we're tie dyeing masks, you know, just to stay with the theme of the pandemic, but still kind of having unity too. We're gonna go to Eha. We're gonna go up Eha towards my disposal. They're gonna cross the street to the post office and then come back down Eha and then cross the street again by the Wailuku Community Center and then head back to the gym. So it's about two miles too. Awesome. Dang. Yeah. We're gonna release people to make sure that we're still social distancing, but but we're still together. Social distance, but together. Right. Mm -hmm. I and like the tie-dye masks. And the tie-dye <laughs> yeah. masks and, and and people are probably listening and the questions in their brain is where does Alan get this motivation or uh, this desire to be part of Alzheimer's for where, where is this from Al for those that don't know um well right now my grandma on Maui she is living with dementia and uh, thankfully you know I can still spend time with her um, a lot of our conversations are the same and she asked me the same things, but it's okay, you know, because I get, I still get to spend time with her and I still, you know, get to have those conversations with her, but it's, it's really difficult, you know, to see people that you love sort of, um, it's just very different mm -hmm. taking care of, taking care of them. But I'm very thankful that um, I also have family that helps take care of her too, that live at home with her. Um, and then my grandpa who had passed away about four years ago now, towards the end, he was, uh, he had Alzheimer's as well. And then my grandpa on Kauai, um, he also has uh, dementia. So, but for right now, they remember me. I know that there are some families where their loved ones don't remember them. Oh, I'm gonna start crying. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, so, right now, it's uh, I'm glad that I still get to have conversations with them, whether it's over the phone or in person, that they still remember me for right now, and I'm gonna cherish that time with them. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, why'd you ask me that? <laughs> oh, that's a normal thought. Oh, so man. brave of you to share and it's, it's so many people yeah. it's heartbreaking you know it's really heartbreaking when this this happens to families and the the person you love may not recognize you and it's it's really it's really sad it's hard to go through but we do say you know a lot of times they remember that you're important to them and, and even if they don't know your name just to still make that connection like you're doing and never give up and um because you know they're still they're still there with us, and we've gotta you know we've gotta keep connecting. So, yeah, Alan, thank so you. So true. Yeah, thanks yeah, for thank, sharing. Thank you. And you know, it makes me remember my last memory with with my grandfather in the Yanagita side. This was 2016, or was it 16 or 17? 
No, it was 16. And we, when we flew up, he didn't remember, he, he had a hard time remembering my father. And he didn't remember me for a little bit until we were able to jog his memory a little bit. And he remembered. And as soon as he remembered, it was such a great moment. Like, I'll always remember, he was in his wheelchair. And he just looked at me like, Shinichi, Shinichi, Shinchan. You know, and, uh, and he's like, oh, I remember, you know, in Japanese. And and he started crying and he's like, oh my gosh, you know, because uh, I hadn't seen him for seven years. He's yeah. like, wow, you look so different and this, this, and this. And and we just had a good time. We had a last, uh, we, had a, we had a dinner with him. And my father, uh, we're all singing karaoke because um, he, he used to love singing karaoke and uh, it was such a good time and I remember feeling just how lucky I felt that he remembered me um, and just a couple months later he passed away after that and um, yeah just it, 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 like what you're saying Al there's some times where they don't remember at all and and I can't imagine because that must be tough. It was it was tough that he was able to remember a little bit. And I was like, wow, I was just so grateful. And on my mother's side, the, the not side of the family, my grandfather has slight, uh, what do you call that? Beginning forms of like dementia, Alzheimer's. He will, like what you're saying, say the same story over and over again. And at the same time, before I would think, wow, you know, he's saying the same thing. But now it's like, you know what? he really wants to impart this story about his perseverance and how he got rejected 16 times to become a professional singer in the NHK, which is one of the biggest uh, news stations in Japan. And he would always tell me that story of perseverance and perseverance and never give up and, you know, work hard. And if you're not talented work and all these things that he would tell me the same story every single day, he would sit me down after lunch for one hour and I would listen <laughs> and I you know it's just what a blessing and wow so that's why Christine this is such a great thing that uh, you know you and your team and everybody in the community that contributes is doing because there's a lot of people there's a lot of people probably having a hard time and staying silent about it some people don't know where to go. Some people don't know if it's okay to talk about. Um, and so this is such a great thing that, you know, Walked In Alzheimer's is doing. And, and on that note, what would you say, Christine, is some of the lifestyle choices that may improve or, you know, may help some of these people? Are there any things or food, nutrition, exercise, lifestyle that, new research is coming out? Because I know we're trying to always look at new research too, but there's something that recently came out within the last few years. Well, our, the four like main pillars the association has a lot of good research on. Um, the first one overall is physical activity and exercise, um, which is good uh, Good to know if you're friends with the Anagita Fitness because you'll mm -hmm. be getting that in your life. Right um, here. Fighting there we go. Exactly. So, so that's where we have kind of the most research um, about lifestyle changes. They, 
they collected a lot of different data from other countries. So this has been globally going on and looking at um, the simple lifestyle choices of just exercise and diet and how that can really, you know, we don't know that it can prevent the disease yet. Of course, it's a correlation, but they do know that people that are getting a lot of exercise, they may, um, you know, have a cognitive decline later than people who may not. Um, and so really exercise is one of the top of the four pillars and then it's diet and for diet it's very similar to what we hear um, the association promotes like the dash diet and the Mediterranean diet so I'm sure you could speak on it way better than I can all the the nutrition that's important but it's very similar to a lot of other things out there and then staying mentally stimulated and cognitive activity and staying socially engaged those are the four main lifestyle things that could um, optimize your brain health. Mm. And, and I'm curious for the mental and the cognitive side, is there certain activities that they recommend or higher chance of stimulation? Yes, there are. And a lot of people think, you know, if they do a crossword puzzle every day, they're going to really have good brain health. And, and that is good for you. But the thing you want to think about when you're exercising your brain um, is it has to be kind of challenging. It has to um, engage your problem solving skills. So if you're doing the same thing every day, you're probably pretty good at it. So they mm -hmm. recommend trying new things. Um, education is one of the best um, things that they say for long-term brain health is formal education. So whether you take a class or you um, take a lesson to learn a new instrument or something like that, those kind of activities are more higher quality brain health activities. So classes and learning and then, yeah, the crossword puzzle is good too, but if it's something you're really good at, you might need to change it up. I like that. So challenges, <laughs> things that challenge us and then education just keep learning stuff yeah, yeah. Learning. I, I really like that wow yeah the education is yeah. good because it 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 forces us to use our brain by reviewing information and retrieving information and it gives it a good stretch you know if our brain's like a muscle and we have to recall information um for classes um that can really help give it a protective you know layer so mm -hmm. I like that. And, you know, people listening are probably like, so Christine, what, what would you say that you do on a daily or like weekly basis to upkeep your energy and your health and stuff like that? People are probably curious, like, oh, what does Christine do? I know, right? Because I have to talk about it a lot. So I've got to try. <laughs> um, you know, I stay physically active as I can and, and always, you know, have people to work out with and, and hold accountable for your workouts and stuff. I think that's great. So I'll try to do that. I play some tennis um, here and there when I can. And just walking is also something I try to do on a daily um, basis. But yeah, for diet, I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of things I like to eat that aren't on the list of things that are good for your brain health. So I try to start small and I'll just do something, you know, Monday through Thursday, I'll have, you know, a regimen, um, more regiment diet and then give myself some leniency. But um, right now I enrolled in some free classes online. It's called uh, a website called Coursera. And so I'm taking a class um, at night and it's, you just really get to work at your own pace. Um, so I try to, I try to do a little bit of all four of those things. Mm, I like that. Alan, what do you, what do you do? 
What do I do? Uh, I work out. Yeah. <laughs> I work out. I like to do, I guess it's kind of similar to crossword though. I like to do Sudoku. Oh yeah. I like the paper and stuff. Yeah. Pretty much all I do. Make sure I eat, you know, the 80-20 rule, right? Mm-hmm. Eat well 80% of the time and the 20%. I mean, you obviously don't go ham on the 20% still, but... <laughs> can treat yourself a little bit on the 20%. Yeah, I remember I like Justin, that. when you came and taught a class for us, um, and or you spoke about diet and exercise and really what you were talking about with the diet was really basically the same thing that, you know, that we promote. You have a really good way of, of explaining it to people mm-hmm. like the 80 Vegetables, yeah. yeah. My mentor would tell me that if it, was grown on the earth or grazed the earth, it's usually good to go. <laughs> Pretty simple sense. rule. Yeah. yeah. Now, <laughs> and, and for those listening, grocery shopping is typically simple. If you go to any food store to pick up groceries, the the aisles are where all the healthy, fresh stuff are at. So as soon as you walk in to your left and to your far right are usually where your fruits, vegetables are, and then at the very far back is your poultry, chicken, fish, seafood, all that stuff. And then everything in the middle, everything in the middle is consisting of a few companies that own everything, Nabisco, Oreos, all of these companies, and they're all heavily processed. And that's the crazy thing. They're really only owned by maybe half a dozen companies. It could be a little bit more or even less. But yeah, outside perimeters, get the fruits, veggies, your fish, chicken, whatever you like to eat. And that should be the majority. And the minority should be like the the fun foods, right? The fun foods. Yeah. yeah. The middle aisles. Yeah, I, like, I aisles. like how you describe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's great too. Just like what you're saying, walking is a great way to exercise and get some uh, blood flow, get some more oxygen to our body or brain or muscles. And this is crazy, but to be honest, when I first started doing this, there were times where I was only working out maybe twice a week, sometimes once a week doing exercise. And I wouldn't put it in my schedule or I just didn't commit to it. And then I realized I was like, wow, why am I feeling so sluggish? Why am I feeling, you know, and it's crazy because 22 at the time and I'm like wow I, I shouldn't be feeling like this at 22 and so started working out doing stuff and and now it's just part of life to do something seven days a week and whether it's uh, something easy something hard something medium uh, find something that you enjoy I, he- I hear a lot of people that will have a exercise regimen of maybe three days a week and in the other two or three days they like to play golf or play tennis or, you know, go to the beach, surf, whatever it is. Exercise is just great. What's your favorite or how about, how about top two, top two exercises, Justin, that you like to do? Yeah. Top two exercises. I didn't know what's one of them. <laughs> it's gotta be the jujitsu. <laughs> martial arts. For those not, the, oh yeah. For those listening, uh, jujitsu is a martial art. It's primarily a grappling martial art and it's really fun. It's always challenging. You're always learning new things. It's a great way to keep her humble, uh, keep yourself humble too. And just always learning and, and get to use that creativity side of the brain. The second one, ooh, 
okay, this is crazy, but I like resistance training, whether that's with kettlebells, barbells, dumbbells, body weight. But then I also do like cardio, not doing it, but after the feeling <laughs> I get, it's really good. Yeah. For instance, that's where you get that typical runner's high where like, for instance, today I went running, I just did a quick, easy mile. It came back and I felt a lot better than before that mile. I mean, and for those listening, it could be as simple as a one mile walk. It can be a yeah, 15, 20 minute walk and that'll be good to go to get your blood flow and then gradually shorten the time if possible. And for anybody listening who, let's say we've trained clients who are three, 400 pounds um, in personal training or in group settings too. And we recommend to start with walking just because it's easy on the joints, easy on the joints, drink a lot of water. Um, and just by removing all the process, processed pop tarts and oreos and all the good stuff the weights should start coming off without getting too crazy and nutrition should be simple there's some people who like to really complicate exercise and nutrition and I, like in my experience the best people are practitioners and people who practice and do it every day know how to make things simple mm -hmm. so yeah what is your what is your favorite type of exercise al that was a good question. Uh, you already know <laughs> what my favorite exercise is that a lot of people don't like, but I like to do burpees. <laughs> um, it's the three Bs at the gym. I like burpees, batter ropes, and ball slams. Those are my three mm. probably favorite mm -hmm. exercises uh, to do at the gym. I am not a big fan of running. However, I know that uh, I need to, and thankfully, I have uh, a dog right now that helps me stay moving on the weekends, especially on Sundays. It's, it's my mm -hmm. day off, but yeah. <laughs> Love dogs. I'm a dog guy. You a dog person, Christine? I am. I have a little 13-year-old uh, dogs society rescue from Maui for a couple wow. of years now. Yeah, she's 13. She's 13. I got her when she was That's nine. That's great. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome love dogs they're like the best you just go away for one minute to take out the trash and then they're crazy to see you <laughs> so happy you're back you know it's just it's just like the best thing ever dogs they're such a gift and so you know it's just crazy going off the topic on talking about dogs well you know what we usually have at least six to ten dogs walking every year i don't know if you guys remember but last year people brought their dogs to the walk so <laughs> That's they're right. Definitely, they're definitely part of it. And you can, you know, put your dog in some purple gear on October 17th. There you go. Take them with you. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. Have a little dog walk a couple miles. She's getting a little chunky. 11 <laughs> years old. Shih Tzu. Cute little, cute uh -huh. little thing. But yeah, she's getting chunky. Too much treats and snacks and table food. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> So going into the last couple questions, Christine, if you could go back, we like asking this, if you could go back to yourself as an 18 year old, what would you tell yourself? What kind of advice would you give yourself? Oh my goodness. I wasn't expecting a question 18. like this. Let me think, 18. Yeah. What were we doing at that time? So I was, I guess I was graduating high school. I really wasn't 
sure where I wanted to go to college. I think for me at that time, my dad, he, um, he had lost his business. So I couldn't, we couldn't really afford to pay for college. So I kind of had to either go where I had a scholarship or just kind of decide to go when I could get a job and pay for it myself. And so I think at 18, I was really worried that I wasn't going to do the right thing and make the right decision. And I think I would have just told myself like, it'll be okay, whatever you decide, as long as you still pursue school in some way, you don't have to fit the timeline that, you know, everybody else is like, you know, I thought I just had to go straight into college, like all my friends, but that really wasn't working out for me in certain ways. So I actually didn't go back to college until I was 24. Um, and I just felt like I appreciated and learned so much. So I think back then though, at 18, I was so stressed thinking, oh, if I don't go to the right school and if I don't go now, then, you know, I'm not going to you know, be successful, but really that's not the case. Like you just have to go with, you know, the path that's, that's yours and not uh, worry about what everybody else is doing. So I think mm -hmm. probably that, that advice would be just kind of trust the, trust the journey a little bit and don't, don't worry that you're, you know, not going to make the right decision as long as you still stick to, you know, pursuing that education. So I guess that would be it. Okay. I'm glad I'm not eating anymore. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, what would you say, Al, to your 18-year-old self uh, right out of high school? Um, I think give myself a little bit more grace and mm. understanding. I think mm -hmm. of and not be so. I think harsh on myself. Maybe that's still you know advice I would still give myself now, but especially then, you know, being young and away from away from home. I went to school up in uh, Spokane, Washington at Whitworth. So I think I, yeah, would have just told myself to be more forgiving of myself and not so harsh all the time. Branch mm -hmm. out more too. I love that. Great advice. Good advice, yeah. What about you, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd tell myself to be open to other people's ideas more because at that time I didn't think anybody could relate with me because of all the pain I went through and you know all, you know you wrap your you wrap your head around all these things your ego starts perking up and that people do want to help you that committing to things is a good thing responsibility is a good thing because at that time, I wanted to not have any responsibility. I was that 18 year old lying in bed was like, you know what, I don't want any responsibility, no job. I don't want anything. I just want to like, I don't even want to go to school. And it was such a hard time at 18, just feeling like, oh, man, being junk at school, not knowing. And I was like, man, and I dropped out of college right after. But I would say responsibility, committing to things and allowing other people to help me out because that was a big insecurity at that time was allowing people to get close enough to me to see that I needed help. So that would probably be it. Responsibility is good. So Christine, last question. What does fighting sickness with fitness mean to you when you hear that or see that? What does that mean, fighting sickness with fitness? Well, 
I have read the book, so there are many things, you know, in there. Yes. Um, what stuck what out to you? What? What stuck out to you? Um, I think what I like the most is thinking about how to really fight sickness in holistic ways, you know, like trying to really exercise instead of reaching for, you know, the over-the-counter or the pill or the drug or something that, um, to fix it. And so that's kind of what I really took away with from all the tips is you make it tangible for people to really build it into their lifestyles. But, um, but that's what I like, you know, it, there are holistic solutions and, and really kind of, you know, healthy ways to do things. And, and um, so that I think that's what it would be is just like finding, finding more holistic approaches um, as much as we can. Finding more holistic approaches. Dang, that's it. Fighting sickness. And people are curious. People are curious. When are you going to start working out with Yanagita Fitness? <laughs> me. Oh, we went wow. there. You guys, you do so much for me. I know I've got to get over there and, and do some sweating and work yeah, it out. There's a free two weeks, half a month. Check <laughs> it out. Anybody listening, there's a free two weeks. Hit us up, yanagitafitness.com. And for those curious about uh, the Alzheimer's and if they want to learn more about you, Christine, where can they find you at? Yeah, we've got a great um, local website for everybody. Just go to alz.org slash Hawaii. And that's got all of our different classes and programs and info on the walk. And then we have a 1-800 number that's 24 seven. It's a helpline. So anybody can call whether you are a caregiver or you have, see something your family member you're concerned with. Um, and that's 1-800-272-3900. It's available all day, all night, all year long. Dang, there we go. And <laughs> For those that want to register for the Alzheimer's event, what was the website again? Is it that same website you just mentioned if they want to register? For the event, it's just act.alz um, slash Maui Walk. So, Perfect. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you um, go on to the Hawaii website, it should lead you there too. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're excited to see more people register. I know you guys have got an awesome team going over there, Anagita Fitness. So we'll see. You guys might um, have the most people on your team and get a sweet prize because Dang. you're really leading the way there. So, um, so yeah, so thanks to everybody who's registered already. And, mm -hmm. uh, and we hope that, yeah, over the next two weeks, we'll get more people to join us. See, and that's what it's all about, collaboration. And Christine, I want to thank you. And Alan, thanks for hopping on as well. And Christine, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Was there anything else you want to share with us or the audience listening? Just really, you know, a huge mahalo because this event is, it's a collaboration of so many different people from my volunteers on the walk committee. We've got 20 volunteers who work on this event all year long from, you know, getting fundraising and sponsorships to all of the people like you guys, Yanagita Fitness and Alan who support us every year and walk with us and really raise a lot of awareness to us and the community, which is really important. Um, for this event and so just a, a really a big thank you because it's such a big effort on behalf of so many people um, This walk every year and and we really appreciate you know each and every person who who dedicates their time to our to our mission and our vision to fight this disease So my last words would just be a huge mahalo to everybody Dang. 
Right back at you, Christine. Thank you so much for doing this. And, you know, Al, is there anything uh, you want to drop before we end this? Uh, okay, well, for our Lee, uh, not Lee well, yes, for the Lihikai fam, too. Sorry for the Lihikai one out there, too. Uh, but we have a Lihikai surfers uh, team as well. If you're kind of a part of our Lihikai community, um, we're going to be taking a walk around our campus. Um, so thank you to all like the teachers and staff and the families and our administration for kind of helping us out with that. And our Yanagita one, of course. So you can find us at the act.alz.org slash go to slash Yanagita Fitness. Enjoy our team. Dang. <laughs> awesome. And guys, thank you guys all so much for listening. We will have all of the websites and all that in the description. So you guys can just click on it or copy and paste, make it as simple as possible. If you're listening to this, register, and we'll, we will see you there. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen listening and tuning in, thank you guys all so much. Christine, Alan, thank you for hopping on the show. Until next time, stay healthy and keep on fighting sickness with fitness. Yay. <laughs>